Well, welcome back to Weekend Plans. Oh, well, this is still a podcast? This is still a podcast. It's only when Zach feels passionate. Holy shit. I know. I know. I know. I lost the passion. But something something brought us back. Something that I don't... You you basically told me that if you weren't going to do this podcast with me, you were just going to take over the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. I just needed an outlet. That's right. Uh, we'll, we'll play catch up, but just so everybody knows, this is a full spoiler deep dive into Midnight Mass it's on Netflix. Spoilers for Midnight Mass. If you haven't watched Midnight Mass, go watch it. Uh, it's like six episodes. It's uh, seven. seven. Seven episodes, and it's really, really, really fun. It's awesome. Uh, the, yeah, it's it's really good. It's a very fun twist on a creature that's been used a lot. Coming out swinging with the spoilers, it's the best vampire shit full stop in 20 years yeah i can see that it, it it's Easily. true it's it's the most unique most exciting like thing i've seen used for vampires yeah and i had no fucking idea can i tell like i saw the previews for this show i knew it was coming i knew it was mike flanagan and you're like down and i was like mike flanagan fucking like haunting of hill house let he's on a roll interesting it looks like it's about just like a bad mysterious preacher that comes to this town and like yep. weird things start happening always like, down for that i'm into that yeah and then it gets to like the third episode it's not that. i was like are you fucking <laughs> kidding me this is the fucking best the way yeah okay so here we go we're gonna start into uh the book book one which i do love that he did this yeah the books of the bible books about genesis um, so this is where we're introduced to Riley Flynn mm-hmm. as he comes back to his very creepy island hometown. It's a small East Coast island, East Coastal island. Yes, where um, they do a lot of fishing. Very New Englandy. They've fallen on like really hard times. There was like an oil spill in the recent past that like killed a lot economically of... kind of crippled the island. Yeah, like there's only all like the fish. there's only like a, like what two hundred people. Yeah, it's like a population like of like two hundred. It's yeah, because it's we. Well, let, oh, we're doing some full spoilers. Yeah. When they start, when the takes over, when they when they become vampires, yeah. they start just pulling people out of their homes that obviously weren't going to church. Right. And so, yeah, it leads me to believe that the island is probably like 200 people. Yeah. Um, so, very small, very underpopulated, uh, economically going through a very hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, sometime before the story starts, the Monsignor, the priest of their um, little Catholic parish i don't know um has gone on mission Mm -hmm. uh to the holy land um he's very old he's seen better days there's a lot of talk about whether or not he's even going to come back because he's in uh like you know maybe the throes of dementia that's what yeah that's what we're he yeah he even kind of talks about that too where he was Mm -hmm. he, he talks about how yeah he just was gone um riley who's our introductory character has just gotten out of prison for a uh I guess a manslaughter charge. Like a DUI manslaughter, yeah. yeah. He was driving under the influence and uh, crashed into a, a girl who was driving and she died, like, on the spot. Mm-hmm. That is how the show starts. Yes. It's him sitting on the side of the road. Yeah, it's it start, It basically shows you, like, how far violence is going to go because it just opens on, like, her face, pretty much. Yeah. And it's just all fucked up. And, and you just... And then for the rest of his time on the show, you, he's haunted by this Which girl. is fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which <absolutely>. is fair. <laughs> um, and the visual of her, like, ghost is, like, really cool. Cool. Yeah. Like really distressing. Yeah. Especially like at his last moments when like he sees her and she as soon as he touches her, it just cuts to him just like bursting into flames and I was like, fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> that was just really like perfect really perfect wild. editing. Um and that was like one of the points where the show like really got me. 
Oh, really? His death? It was like, it was like rapid fire because, like, when he turns, or, like, so he walks into the... Tr- Let's just get there. <laughs> um, this is spoilers. We're, we're bouncing around. If people people watch the show, they're bouncing around with us. They get it. I want to talk about it. Like, let's get to that point first. Okay, so gotcha. At the end of episode one, we're introduced to the new priest yes. coming to the church, uh, Paul Hill. Yep. Uh, he's young. He's full of piss and vinegar. That's right. Um, he's going to get the people excited about going to church again. Yep. Uh, this actor fucking rocks oh he's so good he's so good I've, where's he been i don't know i know his face like i've seen him in something before he's probably just been like kind of that sub you know he's always just like that yeah. a guy but he fucking rocks yeah I, I need to i need to figure out his name um because yeah he truly is like he steals every single scene he's in mm-hmm. like he's just going hard all the time mm-hmm. uh, Hamish Linklater. yeah is he related to richard Linklater? <laughs> uh no okay. Speaking of Woody Harrelson, <laughs> wait, I can't even I can't even find his name on the Wikipedia. Where is he? I just googled the cast. That's that's there it is. Hamish Linklater, yeah, Linklater. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, he's great. Um, yeah, he, the entire cast is really good. He's excellent. He is the like the primary selling point of this show for me. I will say he doesn't have the best scene in this show. That definitely goes to the girl who's paralyzed when she confronts the guy who That's shot her. That's an excellent scene. That's like some of the best acting I think I've seen in like a long time. It's just this kid. And I'm like, good for you, man. You mm-hmm. fucking rocked. Okay, yes, but all right. So we're still on episode one. Yeah. So it ends with him. Oh, apparently he auditioned for the role of Jim Halpert for The Office. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> He's got range then. <laughs> I mean, he didn't get Or I guess maybe Jim Halpert would have <laughs> been a little more emo at the time. <laughs> What's up with this guy? He's just depressed. What's up with this gym guy? Is he a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> Good for vampire vibes. Um, yeah, so we, we get opened with that. Um, and basically it ends, this episode ends with... with a storm that they've been yes. talking about. Um, and comes storm comes ashore, this uh, small island. Riley, who's living at home with his family again, things are very tense. Yep. His father, who is the little boy from E.T., Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's Elliot, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, basically, like gives him the honest truth of like, I don't know how I feel about you. That you're back. I definitely don't like the fact that you feel like you don't want to go to church. Like all this shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. things are tense, but during the storm, he feels like he sees somebody running outside or walking on the beach outside in the storm, and he's wearing the coat and hat of um, Monsignor Pruitt, who's the, the priest who's who's gone. Yes. Who's convalescing in a hospital, we're told. Yes. He sees, runs out into the storm, sees someone wearing those clothes running very strangely away. Yep. Um, next morning, queue up, everybody going out to, like, assess the damage. The beach is awash with dead stray cats. Yep. We're introduced to the idea earlier in the episode that um, there's a whole, like, northern part of the island that's just being taken over by feral cats. Yes. Um, we see one get, like, snatched. There's some sort of maybe creature that's hinted at. Some kids see something flying around. Mm-hmm. don't know what they saw. Something ate that cat. Yeah. We don't know what it is. <laughs> very very tough moment. I uh, Yeah. Uh, as, as a cat owner, 
Yeah, well, yeah, no, Jamie was texting me, and I was like, if they stop watching on the first episode because of this. No, like, no, no, I was giving you shit. I was giving you shit. I was like, Fred is upset right now. He's cuddling me. He's nervous. Uh, yeah, no, so we get all these, like, hundreds of dead cats. It's not like one or two. It's like hundreds. the entire beach is lined. It reminded me of this. Have you seen The Craft? Ooh, no. It's a 90s movie about witches. No. But there's a whole scene in The Craft where that the four girls invoke this spirit, and then they're on the beach. And then the next morning, all these sharks have washed up on the beach. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That uh, makes sense. It really made me think of that. That's fair. Um, so that's what, what brings us into, into episode two. Yep. Episode two, uh, Psalms. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I keep everybody uh, where we're at right now. Basically, now it opens up with everybody playing detective on where the fuck these cats came from. Where do these cats come from? And the mayor trying to downplay it as much as he can. He's a real Jaws mayor. <laughs> yes, he is. He's very much like, don't you ruin my summer, okay. even though they don't really have a... They don't really... No, they don't have a lot going on. No, no. That's, what maybe they, they do think, have is that good old faith. That's it. That's all you need. Um, yep, okay, so this is where Father Paul learns about Lisa, uh, the mayor's daughter. Mm-hmm. Who's paralyzed? Yeah. Um, Shot in the spine uh, in a hunting accident. Hunting accident. Just the town drunk is just like shooting his guns. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it probably was. What's crazy about how good the show is is they even make you really like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they. And then when he dies, it's just like fuck. Yeah. yeah. It. The. I mean, the show does a really, really, really good job at like, yeah, there's no villain. Mm-hmm. It just basically says. Everybody just has their fucking demons, yeah. and like, ha- it sometimes those demons take over, mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to fight them back. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that happens. It's yeah. life, and that show does a really good job at painting that out. Because mm-hmm. when we talked about when Lisa confronts Joe, you can see like Joe isn't like an evil guy. He's this has been eating him alive since he did it, and like he has to face those demons in the form of her just full on confronting him. But yeah, you're correct. It, like you feel for him. Yeah. So it's cool. Um, but we now also feel for him in this episode when his dog. Yes, and then the second animal tragedy. This is what really upset me. This is when I knew the show was like on a different level. Yes. Um, because after church that day, they have what they call the crockpot luck. Mm-hmm. They call their island the crockpot. Yep. Is Crocker's Island or something like that? Something. Yeah. Crockett yeah. Island. Crockett Island. They call it the crockpot. Thank you, Jamie. You're welcome. Um, it's worth noting I did watch this series all the way through twice. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. And I actually like picked up things that I did not necessarily retain the first time. It kind of makes sense. Like in the first episode, you see all these snippets of uh, Father Paul like coming and like moving into the rectory and stuff before you see his face. Uh... And there's this bit where he's dragging in this like huge trunk uh... and he knocks on it and then you hear something inside knock back. Oh, that's crazy. You're like, oh, I was like, fuck, I missed that the first he time. He just like smuggled them in. Yeah, that's so fucking cool. <sighs> That's wild. Yeah. Just put friends as a fucking vampire. <laughs> Angel. Angel. Sure. Yeah. That's my favorite thing that they never admit. Um, okay, yeah. So now we get to the sad part where Joe's dog... like space poisoned, poisoned by that bitch Bev King. Oh, dude, you will never be able to convince me that it wasn't her. Oh, no. we like it's it, The traps are laid that it was her. Yeah. And, I mean, she... Her, okay, I don't say this to a lot of people. If you look up, like cunt in the dictionary yeah. her picture is sitting there yeah well she, she does such a good job at, we talked about the show like not giving us a person to hate yeah. she's the one person you're supposed oh, to yeah. fucking hate 100 percent. and the fact that she dies um without dignity or grace means a lot to me oh <laughs> her death was the who's the actress that played her though because she fucking crushed it like i hated her 
but like she did such a good job at yeah like at the end when she's like facing the sun and like she's gonna die and she's the most religious person there like she should be going to heaven but she realizes that she's a giant fucking asshole Samantha Sloyan she and I, I talked about this with Jamie a little bit um, when I was telling her about this show it's not based on a Stephen King work mm-hmm. but it feels like it is and yeah. like all the really good stuff about Stephen King books is like really writ large in this and I know uh, Flanagan's like friends with Stephen King and is like adapted he did like Gerald's Game mm. and he did the movie Doctor Sleep yep but he takes a lot of stuff that people struggle with when they make Stephen King movies or shows mm-hmm. um, and like really makes them work in this in a way that I'm not used to like what? Working. Um, like just the town dynamics, mm-hmm. the fucking terrible religious person that everybody hates. Yes. Like she's the Carrie's mom of mm-hmm. this series, or the the bitch from the grocery store in the mist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a lot of those tropes are at play here, and I just think it's really interesting. It feels like the best Stephen King miniseries, and it's not a Stephen King miniseries. You're right. I mean, even the yeah, even on the art the art style, like on the Netflix like cover art or whatever. Kind oh, of. Oh man, I almost bought. A poster. You might as well. Of that cover art. <laughs> it's good cover art. Yeah. It's very good cover art. Like they, yeah, it's really, really good. I really love it. Um, so yeah, at this point now we get we get the poison of the dog. So we have to figure out what's going on there. We get introduced to Joe and how basically he feels mm. like everybody hates him. Yeah. And he can't go anywhere or do anything. Father Paul pitches an on island AA. Yep. To. Um, Riley. Riley. Yep. Yep. And it's just him and Riley. Hashing it out. Yeah, just chatting. <laughs> I knew, I feel like you, like, this is the episode that, like, made me really like Father Paul. Like, I was really suspicious of him, obviously. Um, yeah. Main, continue to be suspicious of him. But, like, they really win me over with this oh, yeah. episode. I'm like, oh, this guy's, I like this guy. Yeah, he means well. Yeah, and he, you really believe that he believes. Mm-hmm. You, every, and that he's benevolent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this, this episode also ends with the first miracle. Yeah. Quote unquote. Yes. Uh, which during Mass on Sunday, mm-hmm. Father Paul, who we're now we've just kind of developed this like, oh my God, he's a really good guy. Like, he means well. Yeah. He now takes his first kind of turn where he's just like, Lisa, come take the bread. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. And he keeps like walking away from her because she's in a chair. This is a girl who's bound to a wheelchair. Yeah, bound to a wheelchair. She keeps yeah. rolling forward to get closer to him and he finally gets up, on, up the steps. Yeah. And just looks down at her and says, body of christ and everybody's like this isn't even funny like, what are you doing You're this an is asshole. yeah this is fucked up um but sure as shit she gets up out of the chair she can walk yep it's a miracle miracle <laughs> and everybody's crying and like honestly like it's so funny because it then the show actually that's when the show caught me second mm-hmm. episode when she gets up i'm like oh motherfucker now everybody in the island's just gonna be like well that's it yeah. This, we were fucking wrong. Yeah. Like, this is obviously all, like, 100% whatever he says is true. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Well, it helps lay the groundwork of people in a really desperate situation mm-hmm. who feel like they've been, like, the butt, like, who've got been dealt the shit out of the stick yep. or anything like that will cling to anything. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, we just talked about how they've been, like, they can't fish anymore, right? They're a fishing village, but, yeah. like that oil spill so yeah finally they're like oh my god something good yeah something like good things are coming our way things are finally like somebody is advocating for us yes which then leads us into book number three book three proverbs proverbs (laughs) god it's so i almost want to watch again too Mm -hmm. i have so many shows to watch well there's so much great shit um like 
we the way we're talking about it, we're like really sucked into the drama of it. But like all the little horror elements, yeah, are so on point. I think in episode two, it's episode two or three where uh, oh, the mysterious. We finally get to see the eyes. Yes, the mysterious mysterious creature of the eyes and the hat. She hears a noise outside. Aaron. Aaron hears a who's um, a woman who had moved off island and moved back, and she's unwed and she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, she's a school like a uh, grammar teacher. Yes. I forgot that, but the, yeah. yeah. Um, she hears a noise outside and she goes to look, and you don't really see anything until you realize that these two points of light are eyes, and something just like moves away. Yes. Like that is fucking so good. <laughs> it's it's very funny because the first movie that ever got me with that kind of like rapid walking by was mm-hmm. Signs. Yeah. With the when the alien just like walks past the, like the bushes and it's all found footage style, I was like, "That's what got me." I was like, "Oh fuck, that was really well done." To me, it was like this the was stillness too. that you didn't even realize that something yes. was looking at you. Yeah. Until it, <laughs> this was like the next best like yeah. thing since then because it was just like perfect. Yeah. Because it didn't it didn't hide it. You just had to recognize it. And they ring that bell a few times, but it's always fucking good. Mm-hmm. There's like the bit with the I think I forget what it, it's in the middle, but the mom who's like yes. um, Riley's mom. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's talking about the face in the window. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, the doctor's mom. Yeah, the, the old lady. Yeah. yeah, the doctor's mom's talking about the face in the window. And then later, uh, Sheriff Dad is talking to his son. And if you don't look, you don't even realize, but it's right there. Yeah, <laughs> the and then he just freaks right out. right there in the window. <laughs> he, they, they let it linger long enough for hopefully you to catch on, but then yeah. he finally, like, oh, my God, what the fuck yeah, did you see? Yeah, absolutely. Um, which he's great, too. Um, I love him. I call him Sheriff Dad. Uh, his name is Raul. Raul? No. Hold on. Starring. They don't have pictures, and that upsets me. Yeah. But the town sheriff is fairly new. He's a Muslim, uh, yes. which is not everybody's favorite thing. No, and they don't hide that no, conversation. they do not. They do not hide that conversation one fucking bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I love that they, they didn't. Yeah. Um, oh, he is? Okay, it is Raul. He just doesn't have a beard in this photo. Uh, Raul Colley. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he's also a great Twitter follow. The oh, man's just actually like naturally super funny. So I was very excited to see him in this show because I've actually been following him on Twitter for a while. So I was pretty pumped to see him because he's great. Um, he's also in uh, Haunting on Hill House. There's like a spinoff season uh, of Bly Manor. Yes. Yeah. It was like the spinoff kind of thing they it was did. Like kind of a sequel. Kind of a but, not official sequel. But it's, it's based on the novel uh, Turning of the Screw. Okay. Which is a, a movie. It was turned into a movie in the '60s called The Innocence. Okay. Anyways, that's yeah. where he was in that too. Yeah, most of this cast has been in other Mike Flanagan stuff. I mean, that makes sense. Repeatedly. He's just like probably one of those directors that once he finds people he likes, he's like, I just want to work yeah. with you again. Yeah. I probably want to die, which is awesome because yeah. he he gets the best out of this uh, cast. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we're still in Proverbs now. Yeah. So episode three, we finally get like the taste of what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father Paul, when he was on the road to Damascus, just like Saul, who was Paul, uh, has an encounter with an angel in a cave during a sandstorm. Yes. The angel drains him of his blood. Yep. And feeds him its blood. Yep. And he's restored to his youth. It's about vampires, y'all. That's what brings it into, like, and he calls it the angel of God the entire time. Mm -hmm. Well, it's so interesting because he's absolutely right. Anytime somebody deals with an angel in the bible they are fucking scared 
Yes. So the idea that they would like look terrifying, that they would have these gross skin wings, and like every time you see his wings, it freaks me the fuck out. It's so good. It looks really fucked up. Like we're cutting a little bit ahead, but like when she's cutting through the wings. Ooh, yeah. That was good. The makeup is excellent. Yes. Um, on especially on this angel. Um, mm-hmm. Every time you see it, it just looks so unsettling, and like the long fingers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So TLDR, as we like dissect this whole thing, what is happening? is Father Paul is convinced that an angel has come onto him, unto him, not onto him. It's not <laughs> it didn't get that Although dirty. it's very sexual. It, well, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing with, like, vampire movies in general are just very, like, yeah. sexual. Even scary vampires like this. It, it's this weird, like... Because like, it's about fluid transfer. Well, that, and it's just the act of, like, biting the neck. It's yeah. just a very sexual-looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Blade doesn't hide that. No. Speaking of vampire movies, Blade no, no. leans into that. Most vampire movies. That's like what Dracula is about. Like the novel Dracula is about like sexual taboos and yeah. stuff like that. Um, okay, but back to not so sexual, even though he, a couple times he gets into it. <laughs> but he, um, so Father Paul is convinced that this is a miracle. He has been restored. Father Paul is Monsignor Pruitt. Yep, plot twist. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> and he is using the blood of the angel in the communion wine yep that pete townspeople are drinking this yep. vampire blood don't even know it and it is making them like younger fitter erasing mm-hmm. their like uh defects wounds and defects Which, the mom doesn't need glasses anymore the dad's back doesn't hurt yep yep the with the we really we get shown this the one-time miracle with lisa standing but mm-hmm. we really end up using the mom the doctor's mom as like the main like how powerful is this yeah, thing going very interesting like she's the gauge yeah. for like how much is it's taking over i was also very upset by how hot she was she <laughs> that was the the one the makeup's so good because i realized it was this it was the actress just an old person makeup yeah and then they just slowly took it away as yeah. she got younger well so i i will fully admit when i first watched it the like old age makeup on most of the actors i did not like notice but my girlfriend i got her to watch it and she was like what what's up with everybody's fucking makeup like what is yeah. going on so i was like okay well you are you have a better eye than me <laughs> <laughs> i i even got i could recognize it spoiled it a little bit because with the mom especially I knew she was going to get younger because I was like, that actress is like young and like they put makeup on her, but like it was good. Like you really had to be staring at her face. Um, but yeah, so we find out that he is been, I don't want to call it possessed, but he has been basically sub turned into a vampire. It hasn't fully taken effect yet. Yes. Cause he hasn't died. Yes. He hasn't died. And I was confused by like the timing of that when mm-hmm. we get to the Riley stuff. Yeah. Um, I think with the because when we get to the Riley stuff, it they like he has to set his neck. Yeah, he breaks his neck. Yeah, and so so he kills him there, and then he has to like reset his neck for him. So Riley kind of finds out what's going on. Is that episode five, four, or five? The end of episode four. Let's see. It's episode four. Okay. So he he stumbled across in episode four, which is the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, So Proverbs basically. yeah, he, we find out that what's going on. We yes. find out the vampire, we found out it's Father Paul, like, it's yeah. all that stuff we find out. All that stuff's unfurling. Yep. Um, episode four starts with, I don't know if I would say starts, but Joe is killed. No, episode four starts with Aaron finding out she miscarried. Yeah, well, 
which then gets explained in a very great way later. It's so fucked up. Yeah, well, it's fucked up. It's but, so like, fucking, they explained it so fucking really great. well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's very fucked up. But, yeah, sad. so she's told she there's no baby in her anymore. She never even was pregnant. But she never had, like, yeah, her body shows zero signs of ever having been pregnant. Yep. There's no evidence of a miscarriage, to put yep. it as uh, delicately as I can. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, that is fucked up. Yep. Um, we have seen a little bit of Joe joining AA with Riley and father paul yep this also introduces us to aaron and riley's relationship mm-hmm. and the fact that they knew each other before he left um the island and now they're kind of back and like rekindling what they had um this is where we get the conversation about what happens when you die mm-hmm. each of them explains their own view on death yeah well again it's so fucking interesting the story she tells about being like restored to your best self mm-hmm. and her idea of heaven i was just, like Watching it through the second time, I was just like, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, that's why I was, this is why it's one of my favorite vampire stories, because they really do cling to something that just checks out, like, every single, like. Yeah. Well, and I wasn't going to bring it up till later, <laughs> but especially at the ending where we're, to me, I was shocked and horrified when everybody starts drinking this shit, like, the amount of people that start doing it. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it checked out to I me. was terrified by that. It checked out to me perfectly. Well, no, because it makes perfect sense, but yeah. that scares me. <laughs> the sca- One of the scariest things for me in just, like, life is religion and Christianity. Yeah. Um, and how those things, how belief in general can be so easily weaponized. Yeah, well, it's... it Because at the end of the day, like, where, where religion really sinks its claws into people... I went to, so, growing up, I went to a Southern Baptist mm. Christian church. Mm-hmm. Southern ba- Baptist Christian church, when they go fucking hard, yeah. it's as close to as a hard Catholic as you'll get in the Christianity form. I went to Catholic school. You get it, then. <laughs> but, like, people... If you, like, really... Like, when I was at church, it's this fucking church, there's people who, like, said they were possessed, and they started speaking in voices during songs yeah, of worship. Yeah. You saw that, too? No. Well, no? I was with kindergartners. Oh, okay. Well, when I went into, like, the normal, like, the adult church, like, yeah. there was one lady who would walk up and down the aisle speaking tongues during songs because she felt compelled that God was telling her to do this. Exactly. And so... She was filled with the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Yeah. But, so when I saw this latch onto that and they yeah. just melded perfectly, I'm like, yeah, half of them would drink that. Yeah. More than half. Yeah. I was shocked at how many people didn't drink it. To me, it's making a more specific point about uh, where this country has been the last few years. You're not wrong. <laughs> Specifically with, like, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But the idea that somebody can cloak themselves in your belief and that you could be so desperate for anything mm-hmm. that you would cling to that thing in the face of so many fucking red flags. Yep. In the, in the literal face of, like, this is a monster. Yep. And it's turning us all into monsters like it. Yep. And still to just be like, well, this is, like, this God, is, God sent this thing. Jamie and I were talking about this just so, like, so recently. Because it was, like, the hardcore, like, Republican Party, mm-hmm. which is very alive and well, mm-hmm. is so obsessed with finding the next Reagan. Uh-huh. Is so obsessed with it. Yeah. If you notice, it, it's this weird thing where, like, some Demo- like the Democratic Party will embrace, like, oh, we have Obama now. Like, mm-hmm. we have new people. Yeah. The Republican Party is so set on finding that next Reagan. And so Trump just clicked the boxes enough. And it was eight years of Obama. So they were frustrated as well. So they just fucking clung to whatever he said. And like you said, 
he couldn't do it wrong because they would just talk themselves yeah. into it's fine. Yeah, they don't fucking. It's fine. Care. It's <laughs> wild because all the shit that you're saying is so important to you. Yeah, like, you're talking to a guy who's on like record going like, oh yeah, you can do whatever you want when you're rich. Yeah, exactly. You a woman by the pussy. Yeah, and they're like, that's fine. He's a good Christian man. We're fine with yeah. Yeah, yeah good God's, Christian man. God sent him. God sent him. Good Christian man. Like, what the fuck are you talking? They're about? in denial. They're <laughs> in the fucking denial. This has been something that's been eating to me ever since he fucking opened his mouth and actually fucking won the presidency. <laughs> also, go fucking vote, you idiots. That's the reason he won the first time. But um. Also, yeah, the fact that he can just do whatever he wants, he can say whatever he wants, and he owns that party because they're so desperate to just, yeah. you're, you're our savior, you're good enough, you're going to do it, yeah. and they cling to him. When you can't overlook, even the people that aren't representative of the Republican Party, but the actual like people in the states where he, he was the most um, accepted... Those states, they, those red Southern, states that came yeah. out hard, are like people whose lives are like in the sh- like are terrible. They're in like a lot of this country is in like yeah disarray. Yeah, and they just need anything. Like they need somebody to feel like they, they're listening to them. Yeah, somebody feel like they give a shit. And he doesn't. He, he doesn't. doesn't give a shit about poor people. Are you no. fucking kidding me? But I always say this joke. <laughs> one of the biggest states that voted for him, right? One of the biggest like red states is Florida. Yeah, his nicest resort is in Florida. I, I just challenge the flo- like the people in Florida who's like, Donald Trump's one of my people. Go to his resort. Try to get into Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. yeah. Try to go in. Just say you voted for him. See what they do. They're not going to give a fuck, you idiots. They're not going to give a flying fuck that you voted for him. Nobody cares. They don't care. He's using you. You're idiots. All of you are idiots. You're so blind. But again, yeah. you're right. It ties in perfectly. But yeah, I just had to get that out. No, um, it feels it, good. There's more to it it's than that, but that rang tr- so true to me as I was watching this. That because I was very curious where you were going to tie that part in because uh-huh. like Jamie like gave me a rundown of like what you said, and I was like, I get that one, I get that one. I'm curious to see where he's going to tie into Trump because I I want to agree, <laughs> yeah. but I'm curious to see where he's going to bring it. And you're right, it was just simply, yeah. this is an evil fucking thing, but you guys are so desperate. The angel is Trump. <laughs> yeah. Um, Does that make the father pens? Because he gives up at the end, too. He realizes you're wrong in the end. He cuts and runs. <laughs> it oh, ties shit. into January 6th. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. It yeah. could. <laughs> it ties in January 6th. Um, Storm the capital. Drink the poison. But, yeah, so... And then all the stuff you were saying about, like, Colts and stuff is correct, too. Oh, yeah. I think it's pointing a bigger finger that, like, just because Christianity or Catholicism is so ubiquitous mm-hmm. it doesn't make it not a cult oh no cult's just something you've talking yeah. where I got with cult I couldn't think of the name until I said it Jonestown. to you Jonestown I was like this is literally just drink it yeah yeah Jonestown um, but like the idea that like drink this and you will be brought to everlasting life that's what the Eucharist is yeah like, <laughs> so like all this stuff like the Christian or Catholicism is a blood cult. Like, you yeah. are drinking the blood of Christ to yeah. symbolize your, like, devotion. It's just wide, more widely accepted. Yeah, but everybody's fine with that because we've been doing it for 2,000 years. But if you just explain it to somebody like that, it's fucking crazy. Like, yeah, it's like, wild. Drink, drink this vampire blood. Yeah. I'm like, why would I do that? It'll make you better. You'll live forever. Just exactly. drink it. I, and that's what, and it also ties into, like, very strongly people who have, that's why, like, Riley is a very interesting character and why he also does burn himself is because... Mm-hmm. You find out the people who are gravitating towards this, who do want to embrace this, they're really, at the end of the day, they're scared of death. Yes. They're scared of what happens after you die. Yes. And that's where a lot of people who are religious... They cling to it, yes. Yes, that's where they cling. They don't cling to it because they want to be a good person. Mm-hmm. They don't cling to it because of what it teaches you, yeah. how to be, love your neighbor, yeah. love whoever's on the street. One of, the, one of my favorite things is, I'm getting into another religious standard, but it kind of ties in, yeah. is... Everybody thinks when Jesus comes back, he's going to come back as like a white guy with like long blonde hair and he's going to be in like silk robes. 
no, dude, he's going to come back as a Middle Eastern, probably homeless person, if it's true. Like, he's not, you know what I mean? And, like, the way the teachings have so fallen off, yeah. they don't think that. They would reject him when he came back. Probably. And that's the most ironic thing is he's, and he fucking might even come back as a home, like, a homeless, like, Middle Eastern, homosexual, everything they quote-unquote hate, he would come back as because he won't. He's so gay. Jesus is so gay. No, he just, I mean, he just, he just, if you boil it down, it's just like. Yeah. And well, that's what makes these characters so good. They fuck, dude. This show's so good. The thing that I find so great about uh, what happens with Riley, mm-hmm. and we should say that he gets, uh, he stumbles upon Father, or Monsignor Pruitt and the angel. Angel's filling the... Angel's filling the, yeah. uh, the wine with its fucking blood. And, like, watching that, there are two moments in this that I was, like, shocked that were in media at all. That moment and the moment at the end where it's in the robes. And it's like lifting its hands and stuff like that. that. Was it's fucking dope. Though. Some of the most blasphemous visual stuff but it's that like, I've ever seen in my life. But I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, but so Riley, he stumbles upon this. The angel, the vampire, fucking takes him out. Yep. He wakes up. Yep. He's been turned. He has this. There's this whole episode where it's just him and Father Paul, like or Monsignor Pruitt, just wrapping it out, like yep. an AA meeting. But he's like talking him through the deal. Is this, well, is this post-Joe's death? Because that one's... This is after Joe's death. Because what makes him go back... Is Joe's gone. Is Well, Joe's gone, and then uh, Pruitt tells him, like, oh, I think he went to go visit his sister on the mainland. But before, Joe had told Riley, like, my sister died seven weeks ago. Yeah. So he's like, he lied to me. Yeah. So he goes back, and that's when he stumbles upon everything. And what makes... so, And then Riley gets turned. He takes uh, Aaron out on this boat... Middle of nowhere. We don't know why, Middle but of it's, nowhere, yeah. it's to make her believe. He knows the story sounds crazy. She's never going to believe it. But if she sees him burst into flames when the sun comes up, she has no choice but to believe it. Exactly. Which is still one of the best, like, fucking deaths. <laughs> the visual is amazing. Um, what I love so much about <laughs> that happening with Riley's crazy. character is the only person in this town who is <laughs> Christ-like, who gives their life so that everybody else can live, is the guy who doesn't believe at all. The atheist. Yes. Yeah. It again ties into what I my little rant just then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the one who probably is the most Christ-like would be rejected. Yeah, exactly. And it and it's like that's what blows my mind because it's. it's but there's yeah, there's just so much going on in this series, and I love it so fucking much. It, it is very deep. And excellent. That when Joe dies, we actually this is where we get introduced to the first person. The uh, oh god, I remember her name, but the crazy one over the top, the villain of this whole show. Yeah. Bev. Bev Keane. Yeah. So we get the very first taste of, she stumbles in, she sees Joe's body, mm-hmm. she sees a pool of blood, mm-hmm. and then she sees a trail of blood leading to Father John, and blood all over his face. Yeah. So And she is not faced. She is not faced because this man is going to perform miracles, and he is going to show everybody that, you know, she's just correct this entire time. And she never liked Joe to begin with. And she never liked Joe to begin with because she poisoned his dog. Um, that really, can I just like, I know we talked about it, but how upsetting that was. Poisoning the dog? Yeah, because you're like they're at the crock pot or the crock pot luck, mm-hmm. and then you just hear screaming and you don't really know what's going on, and then it shows him like kneeling over the dog and the dog's just like vomiting up blood. Yep. And I was so fucking. I was upset too. I was so tr- like triggered. <laughs> this was back to back ones where I saw dead cats and I saw dead dogs. I was yeah. not okay at the end. Well, to me, the cat. It's not that I don't like cats, but it wasn't necessarily visceral. Like you just see it get snatched. Yeah. But the dog, you're watching a dog. Die. Yeah, that one's yeah. It was uh, it was specifically because it was an orange cat. Yeah. It looked very much like Fred. 
<laughs> but it like it goes into the other like major theme like you talked about that the show is really about death and how we deal with death and our relationship to death. Yeah, and the show is it's it's at the end of the at the end of the series. I mean, it's everybody accepting their death except for Beth, and yeah. that's my favorite thing. Trying to dig into the dirt to Anything. keep herself alive. That's right. Desperate fucking bitch. <laughs> God, she her character was so good because I hated her so much. Yeah. Um. So then we come back into. Now we're in episode five, which mm-hmm. is Gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is when we start. This is when we start looking for Riley because Riley is now turned. Yeah. So this is the entire episode where Riley's just kind of gone. He's MIA, but really he's getting this he's new life talk. Yeah, exactly. That's where we see like he died because the uh, vampire broke his broke neck. His neck. And so that's how he died and turned into an actual full-on vampire. That bit where he's like adjusting his head back onto his neck yep. is so fucking good. He's like, yep, this is weird, I know. Yeah. You're going to be okay in a minute, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, Father Paul tells him everything. Um, this is where we basically, as the viewer, get filled in. This is the story we're telling. This is the vampire story. This is how... He's spreading the blood. Everything you might have been catching on is now confirmed. Yep. And so Riley is like, well, this fucking sucks. Like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's basically just like, okay. And he's walking around. He's like, he's seeing people's like heartbeats. He's seeing the blood pump through their body. And he's yeah. just like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, this is, this is, well. Question for the room. Yes. You, maybe you're not exactly Riley. Maybe you're not exactly in his same situation mm-hmm. but uh how are you how would you deal with this are you saying when i kill myself yeah i think like, how do you feel about it at the end of the day i'd probably have to kill myself right because i'm a monster eventually i'm gonna hurt somebody but i feel like i would have helped out a little more because you're kind of a vampire so you have like a head start but at the same time he might not have trusted himself around yeah. humans when these vampires are not necessarily like super powered no, but like he can't die. They can't. Yeah, they can't really be hurt. And they can't really. So die. like he can kind of be like the. And I think we are shown that you can subsist off blood that's not human blood. With the cats. With the cats. Yeah. So, and then you know, skipping ahead to the end, there are people who get turned, who don't subs or don't like fall into the craziness with everybody else. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck his do we two, do? Yeah, his two parents are just like, I didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, they're like, like, it's my blood. Like, I feel the urge, but, like, I don't have to. Like, it's not overpowering. His mom's death was fucking wild. <laughs> really wild. Oh, fuck. Um, Protect your kid. So, so, you're still you. Yeah. And if you have the bare minimum of, like, self-control to not kill people. It would, yeah, it would be one of those things where I think I'd want to stay because I'd want to help, like, end it. Because yeah. I, I have that head, I have that advantage that the humans, yeah. normal humans wouldn't have, right? Yeah. Well, it really made me think too, and I was like, "Well, how would you live your life?" And I was like, "There's a lot of jobs that are just like night jobs." Yeah, just get night shifts. Yeah, security guard. And I was like, "You could probably make it work. Yeah. Probably do it." Blades out, so I just cover myself in like SPF sunscreen all the time. <laughs> they, I learned it from that movie. <laughs> I learned it from Blade. <laughs> no, but it is it is a very heavy question because at the same time, he also like this was the easiest way for him to be like. Although I mean, he technically had just been like, "Here's a gun, shoot me." Mm-hmm. Like, shoot me wherever you want. Head, chest, wherever. I'll come back. Yeah. Like, test, do it that way. But again, would she She wouldn't have done that. Like, shoot yourself. What? Shoot yeah, yourself. Just pump right in the head and then you come back. I guess so. That's what I would, I mean, if you're going to show it, you but might then, like, how long does it take and has, like, what's happening in that interim? Because it takes Father Paul, he gets shot in the head. It takes him a bit of time. It took him, yeah, it took him probably, I guess in the show it had to assume, like, a couple hours. Yeah. To fully come back. he's down for a while. 
I don't blame him. And that's, well, that's what's great, too, is, like, he clearly had this whole plan about how he was going to talk everybody through it the way he talked Riley through it. And then but then he gets shot in the head, and everybody just flips the fuck out. Well, that, and he got shot in the head by his love of his life. Yeah. Someone who he really cared about. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't, because he was a father, couldn't, we get that filled in, but, like. That story was wild. Yeah. The way that resolved itself, I was like, oh, my God, he's got a secret kid. Yeah. And, and that's. a gay doctor. Yeah. And it was like, that's, uh. I mean that's that's who killed him too. Yeah. So like that was also delivering a message like oh shit, yeah. I'm so fucked up now that the person I love the most shot me in the fucking head. Yeah. Well, she has that great moment um, in the episode before when mm-hmm. she goes to church and hears the sermon. She's like, "That's not him." Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who this is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he All gets. All his sermons are great. <laughs> it's true, actually. <laughs> he, well, he's a great actor. But that because you were tying into like the vampire being Trump, right? Yeah. That's right. I tie him to being Pence because at the end of the... But, but nobody is, like, motivated by Pence. Like, nobody no. hears Pence speak. No. Well, like, yeah. They did. They did. Uh, and, and then... Uh, Pence is just, like, such a fucking cup of yogurt of a human being. Of course. <laughs> Nobody's excited by Pence. No. But, I mean, the, the closest you get is that, like, in January 6th, the, when they stormed it, they were chanting, like, hang Mike Pence. Yeah. And so it's like they—they they almost had that same switch where, like, now. Yeah, now Bev's in charge. Bev's in charge. We're following. You know, you're—you're you're useless to us now. You went away. You went against the system. That this fucking vampire is the new system. Um. Okay. So we are still in episode five in our recap here on Gospels. Um. He basically talks to Father Paul, and then it ends with Aaron watching Riley burst into flames, in front of her. Wild. To show her. This is what's happening. Have you ever seen Let the Right One In? Yes. I know of it. It's like a Swedish or Dutch movie. Yes. I've, yeah. Um, it's, it was remade in like 2010 or something like that. Yeah, watch the remake. The remake's actually really good. It's Matt Reeves who uh, oh. is directing the Batman. Our Lord and Savior. Yeah. <laughs> um, fucking A. <laughs> but in that original movie, there's this scene where somebody's been infected with vampire blood and they're in a hospital. Um, and it's a, this really fucking tense scene where they're lying in the hospital bed and then this nurse just like apropos of nothing like walks in raises the blinds and the person just like bursts into fire. oh shit it's so sudden and it's so fucking extreme this was like as good this is like on par with that moment for me it for me it was just like the editing because we had this very sweet moment of Riley being greeted by the girl he killed and she's like welcome like she's touching his hand almost like a forgiveness yeah and, like, he's his redeeming last himself yeah yeah and so, but then we cut to Aaron's point of view. <laughs> he is burning. Insanity. Uh, so we go from there into episode six. Uh, Aaron comes back to the island after that shit show. He tells the doctor, like, you're not going to believe me. And the doctor's like, well, maybe I will. This actually explains this <laughs> and puts blood, blood vial. <laughs> puts blood vial in front of the sun. And that burst, that explodes, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so then now we get kind of where they're going to scientifically explain the difference between full vampire and just vampire blood exactly so if you have the blood in you it's mm-hmm. like working on you it's having a reaction but you're not a vampire yeah. until you die because then that takes over your body to yeah. bring your heart back to life and exactly shit. um and so she goes you're that's why all the miracles are happening like they start figuring it out it's a vampire blood yeah. yeah question about father paul's death and his actual transformation into a vampire when he's, oh, we never talked about that. Him stumbling into the room full yeah, of poison. Yeah, he's vomiting blood the way the dog was vomiting blood. Yeah, he like poisoned himself or somebody poisoned him. Uh, did Bev poison him? But I don't feel like Bev doesn't know yet. But maybe she does. She was skeezed out by him. 
She wanted to, like, kill him? She didn't like him. Well, I think she thought he was Monsignor Pruitt. Like, she thought something was going on. Because if if you watch that first episode, when she walks into the rectory Mm -hmm. and is, like, surprised to see him there, she also looks at that picture on the wall. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think she knows, like, before anybody. Like, she knows something's going on. Yeah, but she doesn't like it. Like She, like, she doesn't like point. it. Yeah, like, well, that's why she made, like, the remark about the robes in the first episode. Yeah. She was like, who the fuck are you, and, like, why are you like, yeah, she, respecting this chapel? Yeah, she thinks, like, she thinks she's onto something. But she, poison, she poisoned him. A hundred fucking percent. And they've been talking about how his body is, like, fighting something, but it's no big deal. She's got, it's like a, either it's, she's trying to kill him, or it's, like, Munchausen by proxy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense. Cause yeah, we haven't. I never got like a full like full answer. Either a he poisoned himself, or b mm-hmm. he either. See, part of me thinks he poisoned himself so that he could be like, oh, I came back from the dead. Yeah. Like look at me. Like I did in front of this room of people that will now go spread my the word. But I don't think he's that calculating. Like I think like that's not necessarily his character to like mislead in that way. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, cause like him, him, and he's like enough of a true blue kind of believer that mm-hmm. I don't think he would want to put himself like I am the new Christ like I don't think that's something that he's interested in I don't think that's something that he's trying to yeah sell I really think she she poisoned it because it's the same poison yeah you're not wrong it's, it's the same it's way it's the exact same thing that was happening with the dog and then comes back um yeah so it's interesting yeah and then that's when she, I mean yeah at that point she does truly start going like like oh, ape shit yeah. over him yeah, exactly. uh because it's like he's legit yeah this is it like everything's real maybe i don't know maybe i'll have to watch it a third time (laughs) uh so now yeah now we get back where aaron returns to the island um and this is where things get like start getting weird like this is where things get really creepy like well i mean like the (laughs) the town itself starts getting like creepy yeah like this is where you start seeing the guy isn't this when like they find the guy who's like working on all yeah, the boats exactly and it's just like him pulling like motors out yeah they're making it so nobody can leave <laughs> yeah and so you start realizing and that's where we start getting introduced to cell tower being cut off mm-hmm. power getting cut off also in all of this we have we haven't addressed the sheriff a little bit we have but he's starting to get built up in like all these episodes yeah as kind of a main player his son is starting to yeah his son wants to go to church now yeah he's like dealing with that even though um like in their religion it's basically just like they encourage you to go study other religions because they believe it's going to encourage your faith right. in the Quran. But he definitely knows there's something going on that he doesn't want him involved with at a certain yeah. point. Yeah. Which is fair. Because yeah. you also had that whole scene where Bev is talking to the parents after she was passing out Bibles at the school. So the school debate that one that one was that one was that one was rough because coming from like the small town I came from there was like almost you almost kind of sometimes got like a a push over of like religion being talked about in schools yeah and it's just like it it is very like why are we doing this mm-hmm. what is this yeah. and the fact that again like we had this full on debate and the sheriff was just being like ra- at the end she started like racially yeah stereotypically putting him down in front of everybody and like and leaning on it in a way that was just like a subtle jab to the gut. Yeah, but to the point where obvious. if you challenge her on it, it makes you feel petty. Yeah, you know what I mean. She, the way she like twists words and everything, like she is the perfect monster. She's, it's true. She's the real villain. <laughs> the vampire's not the villain in this movie. He's just like, oh, cool. I get to. This is what I do. <laughs> a friend from work just texted me about the show. Oh, 
I turned her around to it. <laughs> Literally just, just... Asking me questions. <laughs> well, it'd be a podcast out. She'd uh, download it and listen to it. Uh, spoilers! When she's done with the show. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, anyways, so yeah, we never really talk about... He makes it known. He goes, I am a Muslim living on a Catholic island. Yeah. And they really do address the still fallout that is 9-11, and that has not... I was kind of surprised by how they just, like, lay it out. Yeah. I mean, it was it was, it was was good to be laid out that way, because it's... You can tell it's probably a very real scene. Oh, and yeah. um, it's not wrong. I mean, you know, anybody who's Muslim after 9-11 has just been a, it's been a fucking nightmare for them. Yeah. yeah. It's been a fucking nightmare for them. And it's like, it, they didn't choose this. So he addresses that. And the fact that it is a Catholic island and he's Muslim. So we get that. We get start getting that character being built up because now he starts, he kind of becomes the main character after Riley goes. Yeah. It focuses now on like him. it becomes much more of like a triumvirate of like him, the doctor and Aaron. Yeah. And that's very like Dracula. Mm -hmm. It's very like this like group of people that know what's going on. And yeah. Against everything. Yeah. I do think, like, it's very subtle, but the way that this is influenced by these, like, original vampire texts, there's, like, a little bit of Dracula in there. There's a lot of Salem's Lot, which mm-hmm. is a Stephen King novel that, like, I've been waiting for them to make, like, a real movie out of. And now I feel like there's no point, because this, like, nailed everything that's great about that. I mean, that's probably where it felt so Stephen King to you. Because mm-hmm. it was just, it might have been pulling from that directly. Like probably. You, and there... A lot of it. Yeah, a lot of, like, the town dynamics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um... God, when we get to like when the full on like when they all turn, I can't even tell you how much I love the just the reflective eyes, the visual, of the reflective eyes on this show. Yeah, I love it so much, and the fact that there's no fangs. There's no fangs. There it's no, just like, fangs are not a, uh, no, a it, visual motif. They just they just fucking shoot through the neck. Even the angel doesn't have fangs. No, hey, you're right. Huh. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But yeah, there's no things. He does have gross flesh wings. He does have really gross flesh wings. But, and that, and this is where, episode six is where one of your favorite scenes is him walking into church. Oh, man, it's so fucking wild. Decked out Can in the robes. Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> and then he stands at the altar and just wings out. And the entire time, the priest is just reciting scripture yeah. that describes this exact situation perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking well done. Yeah, you're right, because it's just like, I can't believe they're fucking doing this. I can't believe they're literally just the vampires walking in. I've made it known to a few people that I am officially on the lookout for a Christmas tree topper. That <laughs> of is that? the angel in the robes. <laughs> it might happen. There's somebody, somebody out there. Somebody on Etsy. Etsy. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. somebody. There's somebody who's like has a dark enough... I'm sure you can get a commission someone to do it. That's true. I'll find you someone on Twitter. Thank you. But this is where, yeah, Father Paul reveals that he is, um, I can't say the guy's name, but... Uh, Monsignor he, Pruitt? Yeah. Monsignor is a, uh, a title. Okay. Monsignor. See, I don't... I didn't go there. I'm, There's a movie with Christopher Reeve called Monsignor. Oh. See? <laughs> Southern Baptist. We didn't have those. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so he reveals that he is... It is I. I've been lying to you. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. But yeah. I've also been poisoning you, basically, with this vampire blood. But look at all the cool miracles I did. You. Yeah, anointing you. I've been re- saving you. Yeah. And then this with is where blood. we get the first person to drink the poison. Yeah. To follow him to the holy side. To follow him to salvation. It is crazy. He goes. It will be painful, but that's what Jesus said. Pain it was going to be painful. Yeah. The pain is momentary, but the 
everlasting life is you know eternal or whatever um pain is inevitable suffering is optional yeah. i used to have work for a guy who would say that <laughs> yeah fits here um and then this is where we get the split in the church of do i drink this do i not drink this mm-hmm. um do i fully dive in do i not fully dive in and sheriff's dad's kid drinks it mm-hmm. that is fuck it that really hit me i was like man that is rough the sheriff's son yeah, yeah when he drinks it in front of him and he watches him like just die yeah yeah, yeah he's just like screaming for him after, oh man it's insane it's good i mean well and there's parts of it where like some families like this family is split in half like yeah lisa doesn't drink it but her yeah. parents do yeah and you know and then this is where we start seeing this is where i think they it got a little interesting like they never really I accepted it because it was crazy, but like when they start attacking the people who didn't drink it in the church, yeah, well, because they wake up and they're like, yeah, nuts, yeah, and they don't they don't get explained, they don't get sat down like Riley did, yeah, um, they you just don't know what's happening, though. Yeah, they're yeah. just like, and they just go into like an animalistic state. And there's there's the one guy who fucking they bring him to the church and he talks about how he fucking killed his family. <laughs> the guy who wasn't a uh, yeah. a church member at the end yeah. in the last episode, yeah, he goes, I think I killed my wife and sons, yeah. Yeah. Fucking wild. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I saved him because he's always nice to me. But in reality, now his life's just fucking shit yeah. and he has to die knowing he killed his family. Yeah, we're all going to die anyway. Because <laughs> they burn all the, all the buildings. Yes. One of the best, like, how are they going to get out of this moments? It's just like, all right, our plan is to burn everything. Yeah. Well, so the vampires start burning people's mm-hmm. homes, like, get them out of their homes. And then that's when they start talking about Revelation, which is the last chapter. Exactly. And they state Revelation, a third of the world burned. And then another third of the world burned, also burned. Yeah. And so they're like, well, obviously it's in the Bible. And then it bites them in the ass again because they don't have anywhere to hide from the sun. And they don't have they get to the leave. church. And they're planning on sleeping in the church. And then the heroes burn the church. That's right. And that's where we get the... Heroes f- burn churches. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we get the full turn for Father um, Paul. Yeah. He fully goes, I fucked up. Because he watches his daughter... Get shot in the chest and die. Yeah. Before she could take the vampire blood, I think she's he like gives well, he it. He tries to give it to her. She spits and it she out, spits it out yeah. and dies. Um, she, she just chooses yeah, death. She was yeah. I'm not afraid to die. No. And so he realizes, holy fuck, I've gone too far. This is not what I wanted. Yeah. I made a monster. Yeah. Which again ties very much into the yeah Trumpism. It's starting to eat itself now. It's fantastic. Yep. Also, fun fact: the uh, only people who are now dying of COVID are Trumpers. <laughs> Anyways, also ties into that. Uh, so Father Paul then goes, he, he stands his ground in this moment because this is where we get the full on like Bev unleashes absolute I'm a racist piece of shit hypocrite. And when she catches uh, the sheriff, you know, ready to burn down the, I don't know, what, the, what is that, assembly hall? I don't know what that room is. The rec, yeah, the rec room, rec hall. Rec hall. Um, she fully starts just laying into like all the racism. Says you can't, you aren't welcomed here. She, this is when she kicks out yeah. the guy that was saved because he's never gone to church before. Mm-hmm. This is when Father Paul goes, "You can come to, you know, St. Peter's. Everybody's welcome here because that's how it's St. supposed Patrick's. to be. St. Patrick's, because that's how it's supposed to be." Mm-hmm. This is where we get the divide. Yeah, and then he walks in, and his daughter's like dropping gasoline, and he goes, "Good." Yeah. This is good. This is good. I'm glad you're doing this. Uh, His turn is like really, it's quick, but they did it really well. It makes total sense. It makes total sense. Because we understand like very early on that he's a really good man. 
Yeah. In he the, just got like kind of lost in this. Yeah. He thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. As so many people do who get caught up in a, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Like, I'm doing this to help people. Yeah. You know, it's... it. They, he, might, they may not know what's good for them right now, but I do. I mean, and it also ties into the fact that, like, he kind of gets turned into the villain, but then, like, he also has, like, his saving grace of being like, holy fuck, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back to that thing where everybody has their demons. Yeah. And we get to watch him fight, except for Bev, because she's just a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's so interesting, too, about the way that the vampire, the angel, is, like, presented? Zero dialogue. Yeah. We don't really know what level of like uh agency it has in this whole plan yeah um and it's really interesting about like the way people project like religion itself isn't necessarily good or bad yeah but what we project onto it is people make it bad exactly yeah so it's really it's just like an animal doing what it does yeah and the fact that it comes to the island and mostly like eats cats when left to its own devices. Mm-hmm. Although it does eat the drug dealer. It eats the drug dealer. I did love that. Um, <laughs> that scene is amazing. When he's walking down the street and the door slowly opens. I mean, I guess he technically does talk. Yeah, it's true. He mimics, he mimics voice. voices. Yeah. You never see him speak. He never expresses. No, he never has thoughts. like a natural voice. Yeah. He just mimics a voice. Yeah. Like a, like like a survival instinct. Yeah, or the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, you're correct. That was the first time. Although we do stumble into his lair and it turns out he has like several humans like hung up not yeah. turned yeah just for food yeah so he's killed a couple of people yeah <laughs> but this is probably when he was at the end and he started he started to get a little cocky yeah I feel like. exactly <laughs> started to get like i do a little... feel like he there's a, like a reading that he's definitely tricked father he, paul yeah he finally owns it Pruitt. yeah but but we don't know anything about him like he's unknowable like the will of god <laughs> we don't even know if he died well, don't you see him burst into flame? No. They never show it. Like, you, you watched it twice, but I didn't see it. And at the end, Lisa talks about how she can't feel her legs anymore, which to me is saying that he died because his bloodline was cut off and it's no longer having the effect. I thought it was because like, the, they talked about, well, I guess they went out in the sun, huh? Yeah. Because I was, I was thinking, because they talked about briefly when they were just explaining like, the science is like the blood, like the vampire will burn, but it won't be slight. Because it hasn't taken over your entire body yet, so it, like, burns away. Yeah. And I think that's why they do communion every time. But they've always been, like, she's been going out in the sun, like, regularly. I know, that's... life during the day. Yeah. That's where I'm like, yeah. maybe he's right, maybe because it is, he, he did die. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's how I read it, anyway. No, I mean, that makes he sense. He died, and the, all the effects of the blood are gone. Because mm-hmm. I just thought it was they were doing communion so much mm-hmm. that he, she just kept... Because they do... Drinking that, it. That could be as well. But they do talk about, like, he. there's a lot of vague allusions to there's some sort of connection through the blood. Like, he knows its thoughts. Like, you're he's right. able to know if when Riley died, you're he right. can, like, feel it through the blood. He's like, you don't have to tell me, I just know. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I guess that is a sign he did die. I think that's, yeah, I think that's what that meant. It was just interesting they didn't give us, like, the full, like, here he is dying. Yeah. No, it shows them on the bridge, um, him and the, uh, the doctor's mom. No, the vampire. We're talking about the vampire. Oh, just kidding. The angel. The angel, how dare you? Because you see him struggling to fly away as the sun. Well, yeah, because she fucking because she shredded those bitches, which was a badass move. Pretty I was good. like, I was, I was so upset because I'm like, how did she not just like throw the lighter? Like, how did that? Yeah, she's not gonna do anything. This is so upsetting. And it's like, oh no, she's just literally just gonna sacrifice herself and just cut his wings yeah. apart. Yeah, and just distract him with like, nope, keep eating me. And she like pulls his head back in. Like at one point, he like looks back at his wings as she's cutting through it, and she like grabs his head and like brings it back to her neck. I was like, oh, fuck, she's, like, fully just going for it. <laughs> like, no, I'm fucked anyways. I'm going to take you down with me. It's a great moment. It's so good. 
It's like one of my favorite moments uh, of the show. But yeah, so I mean, this is where everything finally comes to a header. Yeah. The everybody realizes what pieces of shit they were in a really shitty way because like their way of safety was like, removed from yeah, them. Now we have to die. Now you have to face what you've done. Yeah. It's a real like uh, come to Jesus moment. For literally, them. yeah. Yeah. Almost literally. Yeah. Because they're, uh, like, they're, like, they're about to come to whatever. They're about to find out if they were correct or not. Yeah, we went on a real bender. <laughs> and look what happened. A couple of them, yeah, were almost like they were talking about. I think I killed. Yeah. My family. I think I killed. Like one of the kids was like, I think I ate my parents. Yeah. When it brings you back to what like Riley was talking about about the addictive voice mm-hmm. and like things you do and you don't take responsibility for it, but it was you. Yeah, it was you, but like you just weren't. Yeah, you just gave up to this addictive voice. Exactly. It was just... Yeah. And it does really tie together very well. Yeah. Except for Bev. It's very well written. It's a really well written well written series. Oh, yeah. And the pace is excellent. The way it builds. And... Mm-hmm. It was It was finally like... It, it, them putting it in a show like this, I think, actually gave it room to breathe. Because like a lot of like horror movies kind of face that element of... Most horror movies, like, what, an hour, hour 45? Mm-hmm. So they have to condense all the storytelling to, like, an hour 45. Yeah. This if they're like, good. Yeah. Yeah. Long but, horror movies don't usually work. No. In my opinion. Yeah. and But this, because it was episodes, yeah. gave it room to breathe. Gave you room to breathe. Gave you room to digest. And, like, really fleshed out, like, how this could work and why it works. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Was I good. really loved it. Yeah, no, I get why everybody loved it because it's, it's it was a great. What's very divisive, I've been finding, like people are talking about it. People, some people loved it, like I did, and then some people like really don't like it. That's probably their own reasons for not liking it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't like it, but because it's calling them out. It's on very shit. challenging <laughs> on some some things. It's very much so because it's basically saying, "Hey, yeah. you know those things that you kind of believe." But also, it's like slower paced. Um, and the horror is more subtle, so I think there's a certain kind of horror fan that's going to feel like, well, this is not what I want. There's no jump scares. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's it. maybe one or two. There's, yeah, even the jumps, jump scares are like kind of differently done. Yeah, exactly. Like when we're focusing on the eyes, it's there's like... There's suspense jump scares, yeah. Yeah. So, but we do get like one of the best like villain deaths in the form of Bev. Yes. She is down the beach from the Sheriff and his son uh, as they are praying to the the wet the direction as the sun rises they both are basically dying the sheriff has been shot in the leg in the stomach and the leg after getting fucking like racially just fucking beat down um bev watches them as they peacefully go out accepting life accepting death yeah and she like does goes to do the same thing but she can't do it she can't do it she has a she knows she knows she's a piece of shit yeah it's poisoned a dog (laughs) she knows if she's right she's like if the things that she believes are true she's probably going to hell (laughs) yes she realizes i'm an actual monster yeah and i'm going to hell yeah and so her last minute hope is to dig a hole in the sand yeah just digging the dirt to hide from the sun in her last moments i find that so delicious (laughs) and as she's bursting into flames she's still trying to dig Mm mm-hmm it was one of the best, like, villain deaths. It's really uh, good. It's very satisfying. Yeah, Father Paul and his secret mistress, I guess we'll call it. Yeah. Uh, his or love. His love. His secret love that he can have because of his choices. Uh, they bring their daughter to her favorite spot when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's where they go out. Mm-hmm. So you really do see, like, people who, like... Accept death in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the rest of them... The rest of the town just sings a hymn because yeah. it's all they know. It was wild. <laughs> It's all they know, which leads me to believe they didn't actually learn anything. They might have. Well, they might have. They might have. They might have been like, oh, maybe we went too far. 
Well, I mean, that's it. I mean, that it was... And the two kids are floating on a... Uh, on a canoe. A little canoe. A little canoe. The two last survivors. Um, as far as we know. Riley's. Yeah, as far as we know, but probably. Yeah. Is Riley's brother and Lisa. Yeah. The paralyzed girl. And then it ends with her going, hey, I can't, I can't feel my legs. And she cries happiness. Yeah. Because she realizes I'd much rather be paralyzed yeah. than deal with the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Wild. It's great. It was great. It, and, like, I saw it rumbling on Twitter. People on Twitter were freaking out for a minute. Like, this is really fucking good. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to watch it. And then when you flat out texted us, be like, I'm talking about this show whether you like it or not. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, okay, we're watching it. And I'm happy we did. Yeah. I love it. And I'm like, I'm so, I love I love vampires, um, but I'm let down by a lot of vampire media. And uh, Vampire media has taken this very generic and boring turn well even when it's different and they do make them like monsters like i'm not a huge fan of 30 days of night i like the idea of it but i don't like the movie very much mm-hmm. um one of my favorite books and i'm still waiting for them to make a great movie out of it is this book called the light at the end mm-hmm. and it's set in like the 80 early 80s in new york city and it's like a punk rock vampire living in the subway system. that's wild <laughs> it's just like really violent and crazy and i would love for them to make a movie out of it but they're so they lend themselves to these themes that we talked about a little bit. Like Dracula is all about like sex, yeah, and like sex is a taboo, and like um, xenophobia of like this foreigner coming into like polite society and spreading disease, like all this shit. Um, but there's even like Salem's Lot is a lot about like the things that we don't talk about and how they spread. Um, there's a lot of stuff about they're always used as like allegories for disease, allegories for sex, mm-hmm. allegories for STDs. Yeah. Um, and I like when they nail it, and even like something like Fright Night that ha- doesn't really have a lot of subtext and themes, but I just love that fucking movie. Oh, Fright Night! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's good. Fright Night. If anybody has not seen Fright Night, Jamie and I will be covering it <laughs> uh, this season on our podcast. Uh, it's from 1985. It's about a boy who uh, finds not a vampire. The remake? His, no. <laughs> Although I did make a list of like horror remakes where we would watch the original and watch the remake. Oh God. That's and almost then, depressing. Well, I think, and this is like, you know, it's a conversational podcast, so we're gonna go on a taglines. Um, I think that there's remakes that are better than the originals yes, that they're based I on. Can see that. And I have this whole thing that we've talked about before of like it's all about what has transpired between the original and the remake and why are you making the remake? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of movies from the 80s that are remakes that are great because they're remaking movies from the 40s yeah. and the 50s. And what you're allowed to talk about and what you're allowed to show yeah. and just, like, the themes that you're allowed to delve into in the 80s are wildly different from what you're allowed to talk about and show in the 50s. Like, you were kind of talking about on your last on the podcast I came in on, yeah. uh, The Shining. I'm waiting for The Shining to get redone because mm-hmm. so many elements of that are almost tame now compared to what we are allowed to see. Mm-hmm. Like, his dive into madness could almost be, like, even further explored yeah. because we're allowed to talk about so many different things. Yeah, no, I think that there is space for, like, a good... Uh, re-adaptation of The Shining. Yeah. I do want to see somebody have the balls to actually take bad movies and remake them. Yeah, well, that's what I think. Those are the movies you should remake. Or like, movies yeah. with, like, good ideas. They're so close. That aren't very good. Like, yeah. where's the last Starfighter remake? Yeah. Uh, there, I mean, there's a whole bunch of movies that, like, 
they were like this close to being really good. Yeah. And like nobody wants to remake it. But one of my favorite movies uh, is The Thing. And that's mm. a remake of Thing from Another World, a movie mm-hmm. from the 50s. And it's like a, The Thing's been remade like almost three times. Yeah. Well, the last the one from 2011 is technically a prequel, mm. but it's also a remake. That movie is fascinating because they shot the movie with practical effects. And like the filmmaker was like, this is, I want to do this like throwback. Yeah. And if you see some of the videos of like the stuff they were doing, it's pretty amazing. And then they, they finished the movie in the studio, went and like animated CGI over all of the effects. That's upsetting. So they just fucked this whole thing. Is there a cut where that's gone? Uh, not that I know of. Oh my God. How fucking pissed would you be? Yeah. I've never worked with them again. I know. <laughs> I know. Fuck you guys. I like The Fly. David Cronenberg's The Fly is a remake yep. in that movie. And it's just because you're allowed to do something. Like, Social Morris had changed. Well, like, uh, and that makes a good remake. If yeah. you do a remake because you're like, oh, now we have CG, then that movie's probably going to be bad. Well, one thing we haven't even <laughs> talked about yet was The Invisible Man. Yeah. That that got remade in a very different and fun way. Yeah, tremendously. Tremendously. Because it, it, it tied on a lot of the things that it was signed on. Abusive Man. You know what I mean? Like, terrorizing this one woman but it was also very focused on that but at the end we get to have it flipped on its head yeah and we get to have like nah she says fuck you i found the other suit yeah my turn but we also don't know what she's gonna do after that because exactly. the way you're just like well what's happening here? she keeps did, it did an abuser become did an abused person become an abuser like what or is she vigilante gonna, what is she gonna do yeah you know what i mean so it does it it takes that concept and it really because we Kevin Bacon's Invisible Man's rough, but Hollow Man, baby. Hollow Man is, is it's, it's about rape. <laughs> yes, it is. It's about a pervert who gets. It's about a teenage boy who gets a fucking well, invisibility that movie, suit. That movie has interesting things to say about. Yeah, when you're 13. No, I think I know what you're going. I'm just there's some real stuff joke. about like how men in power. Yeah. Are in their actions are invisible and they can. And do that's what they want. the yeah. new Invisible Man leaned into that harder and was and like. It does it a lot better. Yes, yeah. it does it. Taste more tasteful. Yes, it is much more tasteful. I it yeah. <laughs> As, as much as it'd be like this man literally terrorizing a woman until she goes insane. Yeah. Tasteful. But it's it, got, like, it's shot very well. He doesn't undo her top. <laughs> you see so many tits in that Hollywood man. Oh my, of course you do. Because it literally, I watched as a teenage kid, like, this is great because I was 13. Yeah. I was boobs. You want to see, you're like, I wish I was invisible. <laughs> I was at 30. I see so many boobs. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, exactly. Like, in, in this, this was a vampire tale that got that fresh. Yeah. Hey, what if we tied it into religion? You really know. Yeah. And there's like, you know, that stuff is there in Catholicism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't avoid the idea that, like, you're, it, you're being rejuvenated by yeah. blood. I mean, the last two episodes. By, like, su- it, by supernatural blood. Yeah. The last two episodes, it's punching you over the face it's with the similarities. So, it's so good. Because there's it. a vampire standing up there and he's reciting. I like it so much. Verse for verse, like, text from the Bible that's that, that describe this vampire. Mm-hmm. This ugly vampire. And it's like. And, and they saw the angel of God and they were scared and they were worried and they were, you know, and, and it's just like, he just summed it up perfectly. And that's what makes it, to me, it latched onto me so well because it was like, holy fuck, you guys actually took a vampire movie and made it fresh. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Mike Flanagan's Great silently. Great way to usher in the spooky se- season. Honestly, though, like this very weird thing where like netflix and mike flanagan are like kind of like doing fun things with horror he's killing it over yeah. on netflix Cheryl's game is really good yeah have i you, mean have you watched Cheryl's game not yet i'm no. going to now but like and like haunting on the hill house is haunting like of hill house is good i didn't like haunting a blind manor as much I, did he direct that yeah oh, okay but you know whatever yeah 
But I mean, like, Netflix is very much like, yeah, go tell your... T- this is our guy. Yeah, go tell your stories, Let's man. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Netflix is interesting in the fact that they, they give money to almost anybody. Yeah, they have zero quality control. But and sometimes that leads to genius, and sometimes that leads to like, most of the movies they make. Like that South Korean show, I can't think of the name. Squid Game? People are, yeah... A lot of people have recommended Squid Game to me. I have not we're, watched it. We're going to watch it next because I've heard the same thing and the fact that it's like, it's legitimately good. You know what else I watched as like a hard left hmm. uh, was Ted Lasso. I've heard that's good. I have watched the entire two seasons okay. over the course of like maybe a week. It is awesome. Apple you TV. You would fucking love it. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Uh, I've, I've heard it's really good. Yeah. Apple's another one that's silently gotten these really like creative and fun shows, mm-hmm. uh, kind of out of nowhere. Like there's like the morning show or something. I think there's Jennifer Aniston in it. Yeah, I've not watched that. I haven't watched either, but apparently it's like it's good. Like it's like a long third season now. Like people like it. Um, so some of these streaming like things are kind of like they're kind of killing it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like I it's think way the, in the future. I mean, well, yeah, the movie industry now has to kind of, like, look at this and kind of step its game up. Like, they can only ride superhero movies and James Bond movies for so long. Like, yeah. we, they need to kind of take bold steps. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the narrative is changing again, because for a long time now, the last few months, they've been like, oh, the theatrical model, we don't know if we're going to do it, but Venom just made $90 million. So Fucking Venom. So- <laughs> well, Venom, I think, is the, the choice of very... Uh, we're all looking for something to go watch. Like, James Bond's probably going to make a yeah, fucking killing. Yeah, like, Suicide killing. Squad didn't make much money. That's true. That's upsetting. Um, but that's the day and date thing, too. Yeah. Well, it didn't... Like, Venom didn't have a streaming You're right. release. Suicide on, Squad was on streaming on HBO day. Max. Yeah. And it came out during the or one of our, like, last mini lockdowns. Yeah. And um, Bond, I think, doesn't have a day and date release. No, Bond's in theaters only. Yeah. Uh, and it's apparently already made like a stupid amount of money like worldwide. I'm excited. I'm excited to go see Bond. I've heard it's good. I've yeah. heard it's a nice little send off for Daniel Craig. Yeah. Fifteen years. Yeah. I didn't he's know that. Two thousand six. I forgot how long he's been Bond. And I remember the uh, vitriol when he was cast. Oh God. Oh, he's blonde. A blonde Bond. Blonde Bond. And here we are, like, what are we gonna do? There's you know what of... I watched that actually made me tear up a little bit um, mm. was Pierce Brosnan. I don't know what he if he has like a YouTube channel. Or what? But he's got like a bunch of videos that you can watch on YouTube where it's just him at like his beach house in Hawaii answering fan questions. That's cool. And there's um uh, there's one where somebody's asking him like what would you say to Daniel Craig who's like stepping down from James Bond? And he was like, I would say job well done. Oh. Enjoy your life. You were an amazing Bond. And I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're crying. <laughs> No, yeah, it, there's something weird. And I do love... Daniel Craig's also gotten, like, this very weird, like, social media, like, bump lately. Mm-hmm. Where he was just, like... We love Daniel Craig. We do. Well, his quote about, like, a female Bond. Yeah. He was just like, no, there shouldn't be a female Bond, but there should be a strong female character that's on the same par of Bond. Why are we doing... What do you mean putting... Don't yeah. be lazy. Essentially, yeah. don't be lazy. Write strong roles. It would be, it would be lesser. Yeah. Like, it would it would be like a hand-me-down. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's a lazy way to give a woman a powerful role. They, or a woman, a person of color, yeah. like a powerful role, is put them as Bond. Yeah. Although, if I would stand Idris Elba as Bond. Well, yeah. Well, that's going to be... He's old. He's yeah. too old now. He's too old now. They missed their time. Yeah. There is that guy. Uh, oh, shit. What was that Netflix show? The one that was like British royalty and it was all sexual and people loved it. Bridge Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yeah. The main guy in that is an African American man who has that same level of like suave to him. Mm-hmm. And they're like some people are like, You should look at him and I'm like, that's actually not I have a picture. Yeah. 
and mean, it's, I'm still riding that Tom Hardy train until uh, he would be until it's disproved. The one thing that's like that people are talking about that I can't really get behind is um, Henry Cavill because it's too on the nose. Henry Cavill himself has kind of like said no. He said he wants to be a villain in Bond. He's a good Bond, or he's a good villain. Like he he has gone the opposite direction. He goes, like, I don't want to be Bond. I want to be a villain in Bond. Yeah. He he, I love him as the bad guy in that. Uh, Someone did this mock up. Mission Impossible. Oh yeah, no, was, he definitely looks the part. Yeah, and they just uh, pose him like the like generic Sean Connery poses, but it was like I mean he kind of pulls off like the. No, I'm very very interested to see who they get and to see the next filmmaker they get. Yeah, I'm still butthurt that they let um, Danny Boyle go. I was really looking forward to his Bond. Maybe we'll come back. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's a whole new whole new world. Yeah, it's something to reinvent. 2022 they they said there that's when the search is going to start i imagine it'll be like a full year from now probably they, they said they want to give like daniel craig his like send off his yeah. time I'm in the glad, sun i'm glad it's less messy than uh pierce brosnan pierce brosnan felt rushed well because he was supposed to be in casino royale they were going to yeah. do casino royale with pierce brosnan and then it sort of like flipped yeah which it kind of makes sense casino royale was like a good like reboot yeah it was no it makes total i i, I have no regrets because i love casino royale and i love daniel craig Casino Royale, like, looking back at Casino Royale is, like, one of my favorite Bond movies. It's a great movie. It's also the movie that I feel like is the purest um, legacy of what happened with Batman Begins. Oh, yeah. Because Batman Begins, like, a reboot wasn't really a thing at mm-hmm. the time. There were remakes, and mm-hmm. then there were, like, sequels. Um, but nobody had been like, no, it's it's Batman again, but it, we're starting from the beginning, and it's a different story. There's and It's no a tie-ins. different get- version of Batman. This is, has not, this is not a prequel to yeah. uh, Tim Burton's Batman, which a lot of pe- people... News, like said at the time even yeah. when it was coming out they're like oh it's a prequel too yeah um, and they're like nope motherfucker <laughs> but after that happened um that's what that the eon productions were like oh we can do that with bond we can like tell his origin we can yeah. and bond's origin is very fun to tell yeah so i'm excited to see what they do next i i, I wonder if there's gonna be another reboot i would say go back to the classic just do a bond adventure yep don't do we don't need to see his beginnings yeah, again. It's very specific to Daniel Craig how connected all these movies are. Yeah. And I kind of hope they leave that. Just kind of like, you understand Bond. You aren't dumb. Yeah. Here's here's a new James Bond on a new, new Bond James adventure. Bond adventure. Yeah, exactly. He's 007. He has yeah. his gadgets. You fucking get it. You hear his cue. You understand. Yeah. I hope tell a good story. I hope they keep the same cue, though. I like that cue. Yeah. It could be very much like that's kind of what the Bond movies did. They kind of kept that same Q and Money Penny. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if they kept uh, Q, Money Penny, and Ray Funds. Or it's M. What is it? What's Ray Funds? Because Ray uh, Funds is M. M. Because uh, Judy Dench dies. Yeah, she died, but she was the new M for Pierce Brosnan. And now she was the old M. And then she was the old M for Daniel Craig. Yeah. And that's like I like that level of like who fucking cares about. Like, They're like, yeah, here's the new one, yeah. but it's, it's the new one, but it's the old one. Yeah, she's they too flipped fucking it on good. Its head. She's too fucking good in the role too. Did like, you see that she got invited to the premiere? She did. <laughs> yeah. Good, of course. She did. I I am so happy. Like it, they they specifically called it out. Here's like and Lady Judy. Je- I'm like yes. Yeah, absolutely. She should be invited to every Dame, Bond. Dame told- Judy Dench. Yep, Dame. Uh, she should be invited to every Bond show until she dies. Yeah, absolutely. Because she will be many years from now. She, I specifically remember like Goldeneye when she came on. Like, mm-hmm. she fucking stole the show. Yeah, she went toe to toe with like the Bond charisma. I was like, I'm gonna put you in fucking check. And she it has was a like great scene with him where she's talking about how she like doesn't buy his bullshit. Yep, she uh, talks about how he's a relic of the Cold War. Yes, <laughs> and I was like, sexist, misogynist dinosaur. I was like, fuck, give it to me. A relic of the Cold War. <laughs> smack me across the face with it yeah. um anyway so this took a deep took a detour from midnight mass yeah 
but whatever. But there's other things going on. Exactly. You're here now. New Bond. I'll probably have to watch it soon. Comes out next week. I know. Excited. Comes out Friday. Yeah. We go see it in the theater next week. I think we might go see it Friday for a film frisky enough. But the fight was maybe a crowded theater. Probably gonna have to see it. Saturday. So well, so the fun fact about James Bond and like Jamie and I's relationship, our first date, I said you pick whatever movie you want to go see. I'm gonna take you to the movies. My car was piece of shit at the time, so she had to drive. So I'm like, I'm buying the movie ticket. Yeah. It's on me. Uh, she chose Skyfall. Oh, nice. And I was like, are you sure? Like, you're not doing this for me? so uh, recent, but I guess, yeah. Yeah. That timeline checks out. That's crazy. Right. And so now, uh, her and I... It's great. It is. I love Skyfall. That was so good. Even the Home Alone ending. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) It worked. It's James Bond, but Home Alone, I'm fine. Uh, Now, her and I make it a tradition to, like, go see James Bond movies in theaters together. Oh, that's lovely. Because that was our first date. I like it. So, we'll probably go see it. And I'll probably freak out and cry. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really excited for it. I love uh, Kerry Joji Fukunaga, too, who uh, is directing it. He directed Ooh. the first season of True Detective. Oh. Yeah. The good season? Yeah. <laughs> and I've been waiting to see his, like, next, like, huge thing. Because he was supposed to do it. it. Like, he had developed it, took it all, all, almost to completion, and then, like, had to bail out of it because he and the studio, like, disagreed on that. Mm. I didn't know he was directing Bond. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a fresh take on Bond. I like how it's uh, him kind of getting pushed out, but he has like one last fight in him. That's kind of what the last few have been about. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So what I find so interesting about the Craig era is that he was like the brand new Bond, the origin story of Bond, and then every movie after that was like, well, he needs to retire, but have one yeah. more mission. <laughs> yeah, he's been retiring since the first one. Yeah. Literally since the first one. Yeah, he retired the first one. Casino Royale, and he's like, I just want to bang this broad on a boat across the world. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> Find the money. Vesper Lind. That's right. Find the money in the boat. Why not? Go to Italy and just bang all the time. Find the money and the boat. <laughs> it's really the one-two punch. Uh, all right. Any closing thoughts on Midnight Mass besides... Check if, it out. Well, hopefully I'm sorry they you have. had it spoiled for you. If you I, had I, you it. sat through this entire podcast without watching. That's on you. Yeah. I, I stated very early on. We both did. Yeah. But uh, even still, even if you've had the Go watch it again. For you, you should watch it. You should watch it again. Go watch it again and then like come back to this podcast and be like, wow, these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Seek out new vampire fiction. Yeah, if you like staggeringly disagree, like please. Yeah. Why tweet not? Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I am the only active one on Twitter. Uh yeah. Well, that's it. I think Yeah. Maybe we'll do a squid game if it catches our hearts. I yeah, heard it's wild. It. I don't know. Yeah. We Just should pre- talk about you should check out Ted Lasso. We should talk should, about that. A take, bit. And we'll do a combo. Yeah. Maybe we'll st- start talking about some Halloween things, too. Oh, yeah. And then we are two weeks removed from DC Fandom. Yes, we are. That's probably going to be us nerding out for I a while. I was telling your wife, like, when that drops, like, I will, just like last year, I will come over here. <laughs> be here right after. <laughs> yeah, to talk about it. Probably with my girlfriend with me, because she'll be staying with me that weekend. No, that's fine. Yeah. We can meet her. That'd be yeah. nice. Yeah, uh, yeah that's going to happen. I think that quote about Ben Affleck throwing the slightest shade I've ever seen in my entire life. Pretty good. Like, oh, it was nice to play this bat- Batman this time because it was actually fun. Yeah, it wasn't a pain in my dick. <laughs> Apparently he was shooting for like a week. That's probably why. I was, he, <laughs> he banged J-Lo for a little bit and then went and like... Yeah. And then he's just like living his life with J-Lo again. Good yeah. for him. She rolled over and he was gone. Yeah. Oh, into the night. And now he's back. It's a week. Now he's back. That's probably More why. importantly, Pattinson. Or it was also because he got to fucking do a scene with Michael Keaton. And see, like, 
That's like the the only other thing in fandom I'm excited to see is a glimpse of Michael Keaton and yeah. Batman again. I want them to have one scene together. That's, I want to see two Batman. It's gonna blow my fucking mind. Like, just think about like when we were youths and like the chance of getting a live action Batman was always like, oh my god, we're getting it. How exciting! Yeah. Now we're gonna be at the point where we see possibly two Batman. Be three Batman in one year. Yeah. Because Pattinson's coming out in March. Yep. Unless they push it back again. I doubt don't it. Don't you fucking do it. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> just let it ca- Just let it happen. I doubt they're going to push it back. They're probably mostly yeah. done. It's time to build up. Uh, But we're going to get like potentially two Batmen on screen at the same time. Yeah. What a world. And three Batmen in the same year. What a world. And one of them is Michael Keaton. One of them is Michael Keaton. One of them is fucking Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Greatest actor alive. <laughs> Man's come full. He's come like the most full circle improvement ever. He started as a vampire, yeah. and now he's a Batman. He's a different creature than I <laughs> Doesn't sparkle. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to end it here because now we're just rambling. Yep. Uh, thanks for hanging out, and I guess we'll see you next time.